Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paranormal Roundtable, PRT for short. My name is Josh Turner, also known as Wolf. I'm your host, and with me tonight is my co-host. He's not here tonight. It's going to be Chief and Nelly. They're going to be joining me tonight. Uh, If if you don't know, uh, Chief is my wife, and Nelly is my best friend. Oh! Ah, Just kidding. Chief is nowhere near my best friend, so that's not even an opposite thing. Chief's just a good guy, and Nelly is my wife. If y'all want to say hello... And Mushu has a skinny butt because I can't fit in this thing right here. <laughs> we are in the studio. We're in the studio, and and uh, Tony has to work tonight. He cannot be with us tonight, so Chief's going to be filling in, and Nelly is going to come on and talk. Uh, we've had a lot of people requesting them to come back, and uh, we'll see if it was a mistake or not. And uh, so anyway... So Chief comes on the show. The children of the jungle. The children of the jungle. Yeah. The, the, the children of the quarantine. The many abused children of the jungle. That's what's going on. So here's what here's what happened. Uh, <laughs> Chief hits me up, and he tells me that he wants to come on the show. My first reaction was no. I mean, why? <laughs> why would I want you to come? And then he tells me that uh, if if I if if I don't let him come on the show, he's going to put a Kachina voodoo doll curse on me. You want to tell them about the? You want to tell them about the Kachina doll? The Kachina doll, if we refer back to, I don't know if it was Mexican folklore part one or, or uh, the haunting in South Austin, which is a completely different entity. But both of the episodes you were on, right? Yeah. But uh, when I moved out back in the day, well, one of the time I think it might have been the final time that I moved out because. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of like a orphanage for the uh, at risk, wayward, wayward, at, at risk young man, <laughs> yeah. violent, wayward uh, young land pirates. Yeah, there you go, land sharks. Yep. It was very much um, John Tunstall kind of old school young guns kind of. You know, if, if you were here, you made your way. Young boys. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing and, that. I was. Most of these guys were my you age. Your yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, if you're around here, you pulled your weight. But no, um, I, I moved out and I left some of my stuff. And uh, yeah. folks, here's what happened. I'm just gonna give it to you straight. He left a <laughs> satanic voodoo kachina doll in my house to spit to spread its evil tentacles and give people sleep paralysis and nightmares. In and Wolf's face at night. Yeah, exactly. And so it, it something really weird happened to Taz, and uh, something happened to him, and, and something was like zapping his face, if I remember correctly. And then uh, as my brother began to poke fun at him about it, it happened to him too. And so I pinpointed it with my lucky and trusty uh, EMF reader. I'm just kidding. I didn't have one of those, and I still don't. But uh, I, I went in the room, and I just said, it's probably this ugly thing that Chief left, and I put it in a box with his other ugly things, and I decided to take it out to his place. He was living way out in the country with Loki at that time, and so I dropped it off. And uh, whatever evil spirits were in the vehicle with me, I could feel them like, malevolently. Like Right there, my skin was crawling all the way out there, and it was like literally – you know, is it crawling now? Not really, because I mean, I don't feel, I don't feel, uh, you know, I feel safe. I call protected. it Janice. Well, that that's cool that you call it names <laughs> and stuff like that. That's all. It's all good. So he brings this thing into my into my studio, and uh, I, I'm protected. I'm fine. I don't want worried about it. Everybody's fine. But Chief, you're the one that that was really late getting here, and I thought, wow, if he's bringing that, mm, I don't know. 
So you yeah, br- so you bring it into okay. you bring it into the studio, and you know I was just thinking, <laughs> I hope he's okay, but he brought it on himself. I mean, you know, he's hanging out with that thing. So he brings this ugly thing, and and, and then let me tell you what for a, for a while after that, the 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 really bad stuff stopped, and at least for a little while anyway. And then I guess you know it got reorganized and figured out who the new leader was going to be, and this started up again with their with their stuff in that house. But uh, I dropped it back off. Now, shortly after I dropped it off, Chief, didn't didn't you say something was going on? I mean, we'd have just, uh, you know, we'd have a nuisance here and there, just like a little sounds and stuff not where it's supposed to be and stuff flying off the wall. And... Well, yeah, because you had some, the dolls around it fell onto the ground the first right. time you put it back up there. Well, it seems to be uh, territorial, I guess. <laughs> it has to have its own show. I guess. I mean, I don't want to put it next to any of your stuff and then, well, you know. Bill me. Yeah, my stuff would eat that thing. <laughs> I, I got enough artifacts in here from the ancient history that will probably eat that thing. Yeah. You know, I'm talking Egyptian, Greek, everything. I yeah. Mean. So, that that that. anyways, that's a story behind his little ugly Kachina doll. And uh, he brought it over here so he could, uh, you know. Take a picture we could put it on the cover. Could, yeah, he could say hi or whatever. Episode cover. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what's going on with that. Uh, Chief also, if anybody doesn't know, he's a tattoo artist. And you are a an out of work tattoo artist, right? Well, now. you're in, in all, and and your second job is a Brazilian jiu jitsu coach. So he teaches Brazilian jiu jitsu, and he's a tattoo artist. So he's doubly out of work. Double out of work, yeah. Like, hey man, next, I'm double unemployed, man. Let me get in line here. <laughs> so yeah. Chief is an unemployed individual right now until this co- the whole thing lifts. But uh, so we want to send a shout out to to your buddy that runs the uh, the the, B, the BJJ. Oh, school. my my professor up the in uh, he's up in Colorado, uh, Arcanum. He's the owner of Arcanum Combat Jiu Jitsu. Um, he's up in Colorado. We're starting a team up there, and uh, we've we're we're going nationwide. I guess we got a team up there. We got a team here now. Uh, my mentor up in Dallas, uh, Carlos Machado. Uh, both my mentors. Uh, my squad over at Ink Empire here in Austin. And Ray Anthony. Uh... Yeah, my professor Ray, Ray, Ray Anthony. He's up in Colorado. Uh, he's got, he's also got uh, Behind the Veil, Behind the Veil Society joint. Check out our page on Facebook. Uh, it's another um, no judgment zone. If you got any uh, paranormal or conspiracies or anything that's just like, hey, what the heck? Feel free to uh, post or leave it on our page. We'll give you our feedback. Yeah, and uh, we tend to stay away from conspiracies on our page because, um, you know, we like our Google ads. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, it's called Beyond. It's called Behind the Veil, and you can check it out. Also, uh, the guy run they run a, a pretty tight school, and uh, they're B- B- BJJ guys, and they're they're uh, pretty good at what they do. Chief, uh, also teaching. I uh, saw a video of you teaching your kids the other day. You were like throwing them around and body slamming them, putting them in headlocks. I was impressed. That, I mean, uh, that wasn't class. That was just chilling. At the oh, house. I know. I was impressed at how easily you, <laughs> especially the little one, how easily you beat up, beat him up. I mean, what is he, five? Five, yeah. Yeah. The, Him and three, bro. Yeah. Both of them. I saw that. You were like, they they tried to tag teaming you. You, you, you got them. It was a tough struggle, right but off- you got them. They're they're pretty uh pretty crafty, bro. Right off the right off the top bunk, man. But you know, I saw that the people's elbow you gave to the older one. He tried to get involved. You want some too? You gave him the was, smackdown. 
There is no discretion on whether it's age or I gender can, I when can it see comes that. to these. I can see that. That's why they call them the people's elbow. The people's Hello. elbow, yes. They, they belong to the people. Are, you were calling out your bolita <laughs> on there the other day. You were like, you want some too? No, I don't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm messing with you. So anyways, folks, that's what's going on with, with, with Chief and his life. So uh, if you want to send Chief donations or whatever, like some kind of negasada plates or whatever you want to. Some street tacos. The occasional post on the encounters or on the lounge from. Uh, Here's what I got a out. question for you. Go ahead. You just got back from Corpus, right? I just got back from the ranch. Yeah, out, out near Corpus, right? Mm-hmm. So here, here's what I got for I got I got a story I can start right now. I'll jump right into a story right outside of Mathis. Okay? Oh, that's yeah, that's 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 about kind of the vicinity. Mm-hmm. I'm probably about 20 miles away from Memphis, 25 miles. So here's what I got. I got a guy who claims that he was coming home from work late at night from Whataburger. Okay? Okay. And I guess he was going from Robstown to Mathis, or uh, like his girlfriend lived in Robstown. He was going from Mathis to Robstown or vice versa, okay. something like that. I can't right remember on. which one it was. I'm sorry, sir. I can't remember exactly. Been a while. It'd probably Robstown to Mathis. I don't yeah. know if there's a Whataburger in Mathis. I think no. it's a Robstown. The, the Whataburger's in Robstown. But he was working at a, at a Whataburger there, according to him, years ago. Okay. Um, this was several years ago. And he said that he was starting to fall asleep. He was a young man. He was a teenager. And he was starting to fall asleep because he was so tired. But he wanted to see his girlfriend. So... And she was complaining and whining, and you don't you don't talk to me no more. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna no. dump you. You don't pay no attention to me. Eduardo's been looking at me, <laughs> and so he's like, "Okay, Maria, I'll go see you, even though I worked all night and I'm tired." So, anyways, he goes over there, sleepy, tired. I pull and, a double, and then you want me to come pull a yeah, triple? You want to go over there, and I gotta make you a triple meat before I go to bed. <laughs> so he goes over there. And, and to make her a delicious Whataburger, whatever. And so what ends up happening is he's on his way home. I say no mustard. And he, and he so this is what happens. So he, he's driving home and something ran across the road as he got, she lived pretty much outside of the town. So Ooh. he went, he went like out into one of these county roads. I can't remember which one he said it was. And he was driving down one of those county roads out there and something really big and black was on the side of the road as he was driving and he said he could see it on, on the right side of the road as he was approaching it. And he said that it was one of those little two-lane county roads, a little okay. windy and everything. And he said it was standing up. And for a minute, he thought it was like a man standing on the side of the road. Then he got closer and he saw that it was all black. So he thought this guy's wearing like a, like a black jumpsuit. Capancho. Oh. Yeah. But but then the, the, the head, when he got closer, he thought he had like a weird looking cap on. He realized that it was like a... The only way he could describe it was like a black panther standing on its hind legs, standing up like like literally like a black panther with its paws and arm. What he called paw-like arms, which is I don't know how, I don't know what that's supposed to look like, but paw-like arms. Okay, paw, so arms paw, with paw. I can only think that that's what he was trying to write. Well, the boy had arms like my paw. <laughs> so he so he had like the, the, its its paws arms outstretched. And as he drove by this thing, it, it like at the last minute, like it got down on all fours as he was going by it. Like it wasn't like paying attention to him. And then it turned and he saw it clearly uh, as he drove right by it. He said it made eye contact with it and the eyes were red. He said it was, it gave off like a, a, its own glow, like red eyes. And then it got down on all fours and ran across the road. And, and he said in an awkward gait. Hmm. Um, and I didn't actually speak to this guy. I just got his story. So, 
that's that's what he wrote me and so when i when i asked him when i to, to respond or whatever he said that he saw it in the rearview mirror like go across the road and it looked like a, a weird shaped panther like a black panther hmm. so have you heard anything like that chief have you seen anything like that when you were sober Cadejo, maybe <laughs> with red eyes no red eyes yeah he said it had red, red like eyes? red eyes Possibly a Cadejo, man. Yeah, Cadejo. but a Cadejo would be like a like a, a wolf type. The only creature, thing, right? yeah, is not really a like a black dog. Allegedly, it's not feline esque. So no, Mm-mm. I don't know. I haven't heard. I mean, I've heard about black panthers in South Texas because they come up from Mexico. You mm-hmm. know, the jaguars, jaguars, but, not, but not they're not panthers or jaguars. You're correct, um, but not I not. Not anything standing on its hind legs. Hind legs. You know. And I don't really think, I don't, can an animal that stand, I know that a cat could probably stand on its hind legs for a little while, but would its posture be broken if its well, hands were out I, like I can that? tell you this, like if I grab Panzer, my cat, and I hold him up by his front paws, he'll stand on his hind legs for a little while until he bites me, which is about 10 seconds. Right, Until but he with, starts biting you. That's about as long as a cat stands. The eyewitness like. says that it had his arms out, you know? Yeah, he said that, that he saw these, these paw-like arms, which I don't know what he's referring to. What I'm saying um, is, like, when a cat has its... When a cat's standing up on its hind legs, if it puts... If it outreaches its paw, that's going to break its posture. Mm-hmm. And he said it was like arms. Oh, bi- bipedal cat man. No, I mean... <clears throat> I've been working on some um, stuff on County Road 666 or County Road 665 down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could probably go from from Robstown to Mathis on 665 or 666, but I don't, <clears throat> I don't, as of right now, I don't have any stories as far as a bipedal cat. But do you have stories from person. that region, though? Um, there's lore. There's Cadejo lore out there. Um, Tell us about the Cadejo lore that you have, <clears throat> you have out there. Cadejo sightings, um, dog, uh, just really, uh, just, it really correlates, um, no, no feet, floating, red eyes, uh, common report, and then time warps. Allegedly, there's oh, a time man. warp yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. T- tell me this, though. <clears throat> and Nelly, you give me your input, too. If, if this person is to be believed, and I, and I think that, I mean, he gave me a story. I mean, he seems like a pretty good guy. That's, he said that's the only weird thing that's ever really happened to him. And he said that uh, it happened a long time ago. And he's now like, you know, in his 30s or whatever. But if do you think that this thing could be something that's related to the Cadejo? Say the Cadejo is supposed to be like a shapeshifter. Like it can appear as different forms, but they're almost always canine. Would, would, could, it, could it have appeared to him as a Black Panther type entity? I mean, it was 12 in the morning. Yeah, it was late. He said it was like, yeah, 12 in the morning. No sun out. What if it was a dog man and he, he saw a cat? Yeah, he was really tired. Tired. Falling asleep because Maria made him go all the way out there. He got him mad, so he got a stone. I don't know, you know? Well, and then I asked him, too. I said, you know, Whataburger has those delicious milkshakes. You weren't, uh, you weren't putting... Some of Grandpa's cough syrup in there with it, were you? <laughs> yeah, he was like, "No, nah, I was just tired." He goes, "But that woke me right up." And he goes, "And I, I hauled butt, you know, as fast as I could." You know, not the words he used, but he's like, "I drove out there as fast as I could." He typed me that and said, "I'm not, you know, I didn't even look back after I saw it." Then the rearview mirror, boy, I was gone. He said it wasn't really; they didn't appear to be interested in him. But he said when he looked at its face, 
Now this is this part's kind of freaky. When he drove by it and he turned his head and he made eye contact with it, he said it had its mouth wide open. But he said it almost looked like it was yawning. Like how a dog or a cat would yawn, you know? Like it was very disinterested, but it gave him an evil menace and kind of turned its head and watched him, you know, go. And then after that, it turned its head back and, you know, and then he could see it like in the rearview mirror, like it was, it still was staring at him. And then it turned its head and then jumped down and ran on all fours across the road. It made no effort to hide itself or to try to, like, it didn't really care. Just nonchalantly. Just... Very nonchalant. Hmm. Now, I have not gotten too many stories um, about Native Americans turning into black jaguars. I mean, the skinwalker typically is like a uh, a wolf or a coyote. Right. Sometimes a deer, but I have never heard of one doing But I suppose that if you choose that as your the animal to become or whatever, I guess if that's what, that could be what it was. I mean, it's some type of uh, skinwalker entity or something like that. What was the, I, there was, I, I wanted to ask you, uh, the question I've been wanting to ask you for a while was, do you believe there's a correlation between the skinwalker and the, um, what's the other guy, what's the skinwalker and the, um, Ed McMahon? The no, I no, don't. not Ed. <laughs> you Howard, are correct, sir. Howard, <laughs> Howard Cosell. This is no. Howard Cosell. There's no connection between me and the Skinwalker. Go Jets. There's no connection between me and O.J. Simpson. <laughs> so, so you think is there a connection between the Cadejo? You said no. The, and skinwalker, the skinwalker and the uh, what's the wit? The other witch. The wit. The uh, witch. La Chusa. No, not not the La Chusa. Then the native normally it's like a skull with like a hide or or it'll hide in an animal carcass. Mm. What's the other the witch the Native American lore? I have no idea what witch you're talking about. I mean, there's there's Wendigo. The Wendigo. That's not really a witch. Though. <laughs> that that's somebody who became a cannibal. Supposedly, that's somebody who became a cannibal, and, okay. and they you know they ate human flesh, and then they're doomed to be to, to be like that. Now, I know if you go to, I think it's uh, Lon Strickler's Monsters and Mysteries, uh, um, if you go there, they actually have a story uh, that I read in one of his, you know, things or whatever, his blogs about a creature called Penelope. And when he was on my show, we talked about that. And it was a very, it was in the Sierra Nevadas, and it was a very terrifying creature that these, uh, that these two campers, as father and a son, they, luckily for them, they were glamping. They had an RV, which is how I would like to camp. Oh, the glamour, but, glamorous camping. Yeah, they just go and they park the RV and it's basically living at home, but out with woods around you. Right on. So, so they, but, but they, uh, they saw this thing standing outside Net, the Netflix camp. and grill, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and they had like it was standing outside in front of their uh, RV. They heard it shriek and they go out and they see it and they said it was like eight foot tall and it was pale yellowish gray flesh, stringy hair, uh, hook long hook nose. It looked really witch like. It was very scary and, and evil, and the next day they were gone. They were, you know, terrified, so they took off. But uh, the, the the story I remember is something about they they stayed there through the night and they and they just hid. You know, they were scared because whatever. I mean, I would have like probably left right then, but then I guess they had stuff outside of the camper. So I mean, you know, but I probably would have just left it and gone to academy. We're not leaving with that, my Yeti, Becky. Yeah, I would have left the Yeti and I would have gone and got some other stuff at the academy when I came back. I wouldn't care. You know, that's fine. Take it. I mean, if I saw something like that, we're gone. That's it. We're done. This is the Yeti's Yeti now. Yeah. <laughs> she can have it. She can put her cerveza in it. 
So, yeah, so you don't think there's a correlation or, or between the Wendigo and the Skinwalker? Yes. That's a good question because a lot of people make a distinction, but some of the descriptions of Skinwalkers, this is the part I don't understand. Now you go on, you'll go on Facebook and any of these groups, and you'll get arguments if you uh, make uh, some sort of like suggestion that a Wendigo is a Skinwalker. Because to me, I think it just depends on the tribe. You know, like I think that the Menominee and some of the other tribes up, up north. They'll tell you what, what, what a what a skinwalker is is a little more like a Wendigo, and because I had a friend that was nominee told me that. Now I don't know if that's the gospel truth or if he was just messing with me, but he told me that you might remember him. His name was Phil. You remember the guy used to work with us? He was a big Native American dude. He used to hang out with Jerome all the time. Now, you maybe not remember him, but anyways, he he was telling me stories about the um, the difference between a skin a skinwalker and a wendigo is nothing really to them because it's it's the same creature, um, according to him. But you know, I don't know that all Menominee are going to say the same thing. But according to what he be- believed or was led to believe, and I do know that that the uh, wendigo is typically from the northern tribes because it's like a, a creature from the ice okay. and snow. And the the Navajo in particular are the Skinwalkers. They believe in the Skinwalkers. The Utes, the Utes believe in the Skinwalker. They believe that these things can uh, change shape or whatever. And so, uh, but they can both look like deer. Like they can they can take on the the facade of uh, the veneer, whatever you want to call it, of a deer. And uh, so the, the, that that's the only difference I can think of. But that, that is a question that I've thought of on my own is what the difference is between the two. And I think that the difference really is, is just the tribes, you know, and, and, and what they do. You know, one of them is, is supposedly that way all the time. It's stuck that way. Okay. And the other one is a, she's a constant shapeshifter. Shoot, my, my people won't even talk about it. Who who are your people? The Well, Lepon and Coila uh, Tech. Yeah, the, the, the Lepon. Yeah. They won't even talk about it. I thought you were going to say the Mainer Mustangs. Oh, yeah, my Mainer people <laughs> out there. Well, here's, here's a funny thing, hey, folks. The, my goat, <coughs> yeah, goat man people. Yeah, the Mainer, people don't know this, but Will Barger Bridge, Barger Bridge, whatever, is, is known Creek. for, Barger Creek, Creek is known for the goat man uh, in your hometown. And growing up, now I know that there was a, supposedly a legend out near New Sweden. We talked about that before of a goat man that would stalk the the roads and they would run out there and like jump and attack people's cars. And they said it looked like a goat, which is just the other side of the highway anyway. Pretty much. Yeah. But now there's so much traffic on 290 that he's just picked one side and stayed on. Uh, he's, he's out, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, no, he's a permanent he's, resident of the other side now. He's like, I, I don't really go to the Creek anymore, guys. I might get hit. Uh, right. <laughs> Tim, what kind of no. goat man terrorist are you? If you're not going to cross the road bridge, what bridge? It looks kind of dangerous, dad. I'm just saying it's much safer to play PS4 and stay in the cave. I mean, why go out there and terrorize people? Cause that's what we do, Tim. That's what we do. <clears throat> you're right. no son of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no son of mine. Uh, so I, you know, I know that the goat man stories. Now I have one story about that. It's very brief. Okay, it's very brief. There was somebody that was telling me that they were going, and it was right there by New Sweden where the church is at, and that they saw. This is weird. This guy's from from my hometown, from Taylor. So you know, um, he knows what a dog man looks like because they don't they don't call it dog man, but they know what a werewolf looks like. But he was driving by and he said right there by that church, that it was something was squatted down in the parking lot. It looked like it was like messing with something on the ground, like messing with rocks. And he said that the that the upper body was like of a man, and the head was almost like a goat like head. And he saw these little horns, and he said that it was squatted down, and the legs looked goat like. 
And he said it was gray. But, you know, with the moonlight and then the little bit of light in, in that parking lot, it could have been anything. So I don't know what it was. He said it looked up at him and his girlfriend, and that was it. That's the only that's the only thing I got from as far as that area is a goat man. Were they walking or were they driving? Well, they weren't walking. They'd probably it probably would have ran out and attacked him. You know, I mean, yeah. and and I base that on the the skit we just did where Tim's dad was getting onto him, so he probably felt obligated to go out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, I uh, if, I if I don't think he'd be too calm about it until if it was just walking with his girlfriend. And why would he be walking? Um, was it nine seventy three? He's like he's just hey, walking down nine seventy three with all that traffic going by. The goat man's like, come back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to love you. Wait, wait. I got a chance to love you. I'm Tim. That wouldn't be white goat. That would be white lion, folks. I'll be back. (laughs) So so anyways, that's what happened with that. Like uh, they drove by and they saw it. It was just right there. And and so I don't know. And that was on the right side of the road, too. So, uh, folks, if you're driving down anywhere in Texas, just don't look to the right side of the road. You'll be fine. So that being said, Chief, you had Mm -hmm. something that you wanted to talk about. you want to explain to that? Explain this to the folks at home what this is. Oh, we got uh, La Zona de Silencio, which is actually a request per one of our listeners, YouTube listener Chris F. That's a weird um, Chris Frankenstein. That's a weird re, re uh, uh, <coughs> a weird coincidence there, I guess. But mine's with a K, his is with a C. C H R I S. Yeah, because you're K K F. Right. K F. So we got La Zona de Silencio, which is a zone, which is a quote unquote Mexico's uh, Bermuda Triangle. And, and, and folks at home, Zona de Silencia, we're going we're gonna to tell you what that means. That means zone of silence, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Zone of silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 400 miles south of El Paso, uh, 25 miles south from a town of Ceballos, Mexico. There's a 30-mile uh, <clears throat> radius of desert where meteors just fall irregularly. Ir- um, irregularly? Irregularly. I'm talking like on the daily. Okay, so meteors. it's regularly then. Well, on the regular, but there it's irregular it's reg- okay, because so of the no, frequent. There's no, there's no pattern. Right. Okay, all right. So irregularly, but they they fall. They fall regularly, but it's irregularly the frequency of, you know what I mean? It's okay, not, I get it. You know, but the zone of silence is always the epicenter of just bizarre and paranormal stuff going on down there. Like um, what? Like volcanoes and lizard people? No, but that would be cool. Well, that's the land of the lost. That's um, underground bunkers. <laughs> so what? Reptilians? What, so what's that's a hap- whole other show? <laughs> it is. It is. What, so what's happening with this place? Radi- uh, any instrument? Uh, instruments? Uh, instruments malfunction. Radio malfunction. Radio silence. Uh, hence the zone of silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember Nelly was saying that compasses not working. Compasses, uh, I guess, uh, ma- magnetic. Um, are these compasses? Are they made in China? Because that's probably why. I'm pretty sure they've tried to <laughs> made in China and Taiwan. And I'm pretty sure they've tried just about any kind of instrument. There. They've tried every kind, and it's none of them are working. I don't know. I want to get no. I'm interested in the whole. <laughs> you got to ask your witnesses. Like, like, what kind of compass were you using? So, so call NASA. Were you guys using Chinese instruments out there? I need to know. <laughs> so, so tell me this. This place, and I've heard of this place, but I have done absolutely no research on it, or very little, I should say. Um, 
so so what you uncovered were was that they that supposedly these people they will see aliens right like blonde haired aliens oh yeah it's reported there's a bleach blonde and pale skinned uh trio uh one male no wait wait, wait two males and one female mm-hmm. that uh tend to frequent the zone and show up you know people uh allegedly uh there was a couple that was in a flood and these people showed up and helped them um there was what do you a, mean they were in a flood there was a flood in the zone of silence i believe 1946 and there's a couple that got stuck out there in a flood and this trio showed up and and pulled them out of the foot out of the car wow and uh there's another <clears throat> story about a gentleman that had uh his car starts malfunctioning because of it's a zone of silence, of course, you know. So is, is that something that happens there? Like, if you're driving through it, like, your car could just break down and not work? Right. And, and, um, it's, and mouth, it's electrical. It's a battery. Right. right. It's electrical. It's a battery. So, you know, oh, that's weird. Okay. I mean, all of that needs polarity. Uh-huh. You know? I, I was working in a place like that when I was working at, they were building it down South Austin. It's called something else now, but at the time it was called Waterstone. And I never forget, like, it, my battery, my watch battery, the battery on my freaking uh, TV, I had a little portable TV, my battery in my truck, they all kept going dead. So, yeah, it was really it was really crazy. So and that is something to that. I think that's a weird, I mean, I know that it's funny how sometimes you'll have people that report, um, they'll report some kind of paranormal going on, whether it be spiritual or something or something like with the earth or polarity or just some kind of phenomenon that you cannot uh, explain. But um, a lot of times when there's something going on, like a ghost or a poltergeist, uh, the same kind of thing happens, you know, especially with um, uh, a lot of your paranormal investigators, some of their instruments won't work or not even investigator, just people that are dealing with the experiment. They'll malfunction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, did you record it? Well, I tried to, but nothing you know, nothing. No, but I did get slapped. <laughs> no, heard. but a life fixture did smack me. Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Yes, folks. Yes, in episode two, we talk about a light fixture hitting me in the head. So. Chief actually thinks that's quite humorous. Everybody does but me. And Janice right here likes to push the other objects off the shelf. What? So. I, I heard that birds won't fly over the zone. I heard that birds won't fly over the zone. Oh, silence. that's right. So so, anyways, the the zone of silence. It's in Mexico, and the, okay, and there's three blonde haired people from Telemundo that show up there and rescue people. I'm they just believe kidding. they're the Nordics. Three blonde haired well, they, they, yeah, they would be Nordics. From yeah, that's weird. Sabado Gigante. So, what do these people like? They show up if you have car trouble. It's like the triple A of northern Mexico. <laughs> it's the triple A of paranormal world. Triple <laughs> A. There's a lot of mm-hmm. alien activity out there and uh, UFO sightings. Like what? Nightly lights in the sky. There'll be dancing lights. So, well, you know, it's not a meteor. Uh, it's not Allegedly, a when they do frequent the zone, that if you ask them where, they from, where they're from, they'll reply from above. So I'm thinking that Nelly is right on the money with that. So. They don't say, La Farmacia, El Macaro. Oh, uh, yeah. Osta aquí. You know, down the road, you make a right where the carniceria is right there. Yeah. Yeah, we live right there. We live right there. <laughs> By the witch doctor. Yeah. So they don't they don't they don't come out and say something like that. So okay. 
So they say they're from the sky? Above. From above. From above. above. Oh, above. man. From above. That's crazy. I mean, it was discovered in 1930 when uh, Mexican pilot Francisco Sarabia uh, flew over the zone and all of his instruments just began to fail. So he had the emergency land. That's so weird. I wonder what's going on with this place. That's got to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, it says that there's like meteors fall there like rain. So like, and, wh- and why? And that's another thing, too. Why are meteors falling? Well, the animals that are there are, seem to be born with them. Um... Abnormal- Abnormality. Abnormalities. Abnormalities. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. mentioned mutated animals. Mutations, yeah. Um, they also mentioned that uh, a meteor landed uh, in the same exact spot 16 years apart from each other, once in wow. 1938 and once in 1954. So that's not, I mean, what kind of gravitational pull does the Earth have right at that spot? That right is there? weird. That is so weird. I, and if it wasn't in Mexico, and and I didn't care about getting my head cut off, I'd go and check it out. Maybe it's void of um, electric currents or something, like static in the air. That's why birds won't fly over there. I don't know. Well, don't birds would probably if they if they're because you know they have a compass north and south. So if they fly through it, maybe they lose their way and they just fall down. So that's why they they don't you know. But um, I don't know. My my theory is that. Um, the magnetism that perhaps if you're if you're flying over it, whatever phenomenon is occurring there is that intelligent that it knows to turn the magnetism off. So that's why your instruments go crazy. So you don't get sucked down to the earth. I mean, how how frightening is that? You're flying over the zone of silence and then your freaking plane is getting sucked to earth like a magnet pulling, you know, like a tractor beam, you know, just a theory. So, are there any other odd things or abnormalities? Um, 1970 uh, Athena rocket incident. Um, a rocket that was launched from, <clears throat> I think it was Green River, Utah. It was it was launched from Green River, Utah, and programmed to land in White Sand, New Mexico, and then it was pulled off of course. Shot its oh, overshot its mark by 844 miles, wow. landing in the zone of silence. So that's a prime oh. example right there. This thing has caused a ro- a experimental rocket from Green River, Utah, and sucked it all the way to Mexico. Wow, you know that's crazy. Can you imagine being on that rocket? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's kind of rocket it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, you would explode. Well, you, you, you grow up. Can you? Oh man, I don't know. It was some black smoke all over the sky. It's <laughs> crazy. I think that's. I think that was the beginning scene of La Bamba. Oh my gosh! I think it was, bro. Well, poor kid was just tying his shoe and then looks up trying to bench then, press a damn there, there's a Cessna. There's a plane going. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what's his brother's name? The one that's like you always liked him best. Uh, no, that's Bob, was, was Bob. Bob was the one. I who, feel like Richie and Bob sometimes. Really? Yes. No, I don't. At the same I, time. I don't. I feel like. I mean, uh, I can't play the guitar or anything, but. I feel like their mom always having to get on to people. So that is that all there is to this, or is there more? Um, That's what, I mean, in 64, you had Pemex, who was mapping the zone for possible pipeline location experiment. Uh, they experienced uh, radio malfunctions while they were uh, trying to map out the area. So 
I guess that's why we don't have a pipeline going through there. Wow. And Pemex, that's, um, I guess you can say that's Exxon in Mexico. Yeah. So. So that's crazy. I mean, that, dang, now, now I want to check it out, but I kind of don't. Yeah, I want to look into the What I want to know is what is the correlation of the three blondes and my stuff malfunctioning? The three Norwegian people that are living over there in that area, and they're just being nice and neighborly. Just three, yeah, three uh, Greenlandic yeah, no, they're, they're they're from yeah, they're from Norway. They're like we're just Nordic. here to help. So my cousins Van and Bjork, they're like we're descendants of Vikings, and we're here to smash your skull oh and drink out of them. But first, let me help you get your battery fixed because uh, it seems like you're in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> I think it's so, more German. That yeah. sounded more German. Well, no, I mean that that no, no German would be like this. Nah, I'm not going <laughs> to help you. Okay, <laughs> you got yourself in, and you get yourself out. We prop up all of you up now. It's not fair. We drink copious amounts of beer. Yeah, and then of course, of course, though, the, and the Mexicans they, they are driving Adobe cars out there now. I mean that's pr- that's it's fine German engineering and good old Mexican know-how, and it brings you the Adobe. Hey, Germans, hit Germans and Mexicans have whipped up some nice stuff, bro. Well, like that. New Braunfels, it's all we German and Mexicans whipping it up. I mean, Dos Equis. <laughs> you got the the Adobe car, folks. Go out there and check that's, it out, man. It, it's, it's three German brewmasters, and one of them passed, and that's why it's Dos Equis and not Dres Equis. That's right. I figured it out. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Actually, there were German brewmasters. That is. They, the two things that the Germans gave Mexico, and people don't know this, was beer and the accordion. Shame on you. Shame on you for and that. The, the accordion? Ac- Come on, man. And uh, the occasional blonde hair and blue eyes. Occasion- well, occasion- that, that was actually Spaniards, too, that like, did that. So, yeah. You know, every once Portuguese in a while. Portuguese and Spaniards. Like, and you know, one of them. Germans. But uh, so that's weird. So we're going we're gonna to leave the zone of silence, folks, and we're going to go to another place. We're going to the zone of chaos. And... <laughs> Okay, that's in, that exists only in Chief's mind. <laughs> that exists only when my children are present. I'm kidding. I love you guys. Um, Go ahead, Nelly. I don't know what to call it, an incident. Um, so is this, the, you had a dogman story for us. Yes, I do have. But, that, but we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about the time slip, right? I don't know what to call it. I, I've never heard of anything like that happening before. Okay, well, just, just tell the audience what happened. Well, when I was... Uh, child about probably eight years old seven or eight around there um it was a nice day and my older sister wanted to gather us kids together so that we could go for a walk and we grew up on on a mountain in the homesteads and so we're like okay so it was in the middle of the day and we had just like walked to the it was on a dirt road we walked to the dirt road and we went to where the hill goes down on the road and it goes into a dip and then it comes back up and we we're just going to go walk through there. And when we walked down the hill a little ways from the house on the left, there was what looked like someone had left like a Western movie set up or that's all I could think it was because there was nothing there before. And then it was just up and we were walking in there. The dogs were running like they were just running weird, you know, like when they're on the hunt, how their ears are perked up. They were like that. And um, I was like, where did this come from? And my sister and it was my sister, my brother, and my other sister. And um, we um, 
we're looking around. There was still um, water coming off the shot glasses, and you could see the liquor bottles. And um, I remember looking at this pole where this um, picture was. It wasn't a wanted sign. It was like a like um, a performer, you know, the the women that would perform in the music, yeah, uh-huh. the piano hall, whatever. She um, was on the poster, and I was trying to read what was said, and I, I wanted to touch it. And I got this, like, intuition feeling, and I was like, don't touch anything. And right when I did it, you know, like, I was just reaching for it anyways, because it, it was just so un- bizarre. And then all of a sudden, I heard my sister Maria yell at us um, to not touch anything. Don't touch anything. And um, so I stopped, and she's like, back out slowly, just back out. And I, I was like, I, that's when I started to panic, and I started to get scared, so I turned around. And I just ran back to the road because um, I just had this feeling that it was going to disappear and I was going to disappear with it. And uh, so I just ran back to the road and I didn't want to look back. And then when we were, she got us all together and she said, let's go home. So we went to back, walk back up the hill. And um, I got this, I looked, I kind of looked back and I could see a little bit of the wooden building. And then I, I just quickly looked forward again because I didn't want to see it. And then we went back to the house and my sister got my mother and said we got to show you this I want to show you what we found and um so we walked back with my mom and it was gone and all it was was just bushes overgrown on the side of the road like it should have been in the first what, place where, where was this at? this was in the Mojave <clears throat> Mountains um where the I'd say northwest of uh Edwards Air Force Base wow yeah that's crazy wow yeah. What year was this? Um, 85, 84, somewhere okay. around there, I, I believe. You, you told me that before. Did I? Either you told me that before so or you were like eight years old. a weird deja vu. Like a weird... I don't think I ever told you that I don't think we've ever before. told you that, so you, you had a weird deja vu. Okay, yeah, that was pretty creepy. That's crazy. Well, so you, you're having deja vu, and you're, um, you're, you're talking about this old town that you're in. Yes. Maybe it was a past life chief, and you were like the stable boy. Or the, or the whipping As boy. As you wish. <laughs> or like current life. <laughs> the whipping boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, well, man. that, that wow. property out there that my parents had was bizarre. It was creepy. I had, I remember walking out. I don't think this is paranormal, but for some reason it just always stuck with me because it made me very uncomfortable. Um, I walked, I had never noticed that area having anything burnt before. and. I'd been, I lived there, so I knew the area, but I found this thing, this little spot where it looked like there was a, it, someone had lit some stuff on fire and um, it was like old. And then the stuff that, the metal that hadn't burnt was rusted, so it had been there for a while. And then um, I just found like some stuff in, in it and it just seemed so bizarre. And I, it made me very uncomfortable, so I never went back to that area of the property because it just seemed really out there. Did the lambs continue to cry, Clarice? Well, folks, you you at home can 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 if you got any stories about missing time or anything like that because I've gotten a, a few actually over the years of these places that were are like they're there and then they're not there, and I and I and I'm you know. I don't know what they are. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, I just, it, it's, I could tell you about three or four of them right now. We don't have enough time, but it's very bizarre. That's all I can tell you. 
There was a report about a time slip on La Homa Road down in um, down in South Texas, down in McAllen, Texas. Oh, so Chief, why don't you tell us about that? <clears throat> tell us about that story. Yeah, there was a, an encounter about uh, two friends that were driving down La Homa Road, and there was a big, huge black mass. Um, you know what? I think we touched on it in part of the uh, the black mass we were talking about the the old house, the old hauntings at the house. But uh, back to the time slip, these guys are cruising down La Homa Road, and this massive black cloud kind of engulfs the car. Uh, once the cloud uh, finishes kind of drifting over the car, they go from nighttime to same road, different time frame, but in the day. So I remember him saying that, um, uh, I remember him saying that he once he was confused because he was cruising at night and now we're cruising at day, different time frame because the, the road looked more rustic, more... Uh, I guess we went from pavement to a dirt road and barbed wire kind of deal. And then uh, they cruised for minutes. And then all of a sudden, another uh, black cloud kind of engulfs the car. And they're back on the home road, present time. And uh, we'll say present time frame, but not the same time. So there was a slip there. So it was four hours later, but it was dark. So they, they went into a whole nother time. Uh, a whole nother time slip and came back and it was later in the afternoon. The four hours had gone by. So they lost time. Right. So they were same place, different time during the day and came back uh, present time at nighttime, lost four hours down on La Homa Road. Now, and I've been, um, I guess you could say researching. I'm trying to see if anybody has any encounters because they're saying that there's a time slip down on County Road 666, County Road 665, and I frequent those all the time going from my mom's ranch uh, from Alice, Texas to uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Have you ex ever experienced that? I haven't experienced anything out there, and I've, I've, it's weird because I frequent it. Uh, there's a few stories about um, the four-way stop out there. There's only two four-way stops out there. I've hit them both I don't know how many times. Um, on occasion, there's always somebody... Like at one of those stops, and uh, I'm not trying to wait around to see what happens. So, but no, I'm just uh, if you have any tales about uh, County Road 666, County Road 665, um, La Homa Road down in McAllen, please feel free to hit me up, guys, on Paranormal Encounters or Paranormal Lounge. There was a story that I had, I saw it on a show, and I, and I, and I hate to, you know, I can't remember the name of it because I don't, you know. I don't watch a lot of shows about stuff paranormal, and I don't read many. I don't get a lot of. Um, I don't listen to podcasts or anything like that hardly. Uh, but because I, I, I don't want to get the stories confused with you know, or we but, don't want to regurgitate what they're yeah, saying. or just regurgitate yeah. But there is there was a story that that's similar to what you're talking about, where someone encountered a black mass and they were a truck driver trucker. Like I want to say yeah. I heard that. Yeah, and this was like in in uh, either in Arizona or Nevada, in, in the middle it of was desert. In Nevada, yes. Yeah, and it, and it was like a they they call it something. I can't remember the name of it, but that area is known for being like uh just like really is it bad. The Devil's Highway. I, you know, I don't know. I, I can't remember the name of it. And the guy said that he went through there, 
and something enveloped his truck and it scared him really bad and it was like it was nighttime and then he got out of that big black mass and, and it, it was daytime and it was daytime again and he was trying to outrun it he was trying to outrun it yes yeah, yes coming out from from behind a mountain yes you saw the mask yes, come out yes, from behind yes, the mountain yeah you saw it chasing him i, I saw that same episode i yeah, can't remember. I wonder what show that was i can't remember if anybody at home was listening knows maybe unsolved tell me what it was no nah, it wasn't unsolved mysteries um I don't think it was anything, you know, it wasn't like that. But I mean, it, it, I remember that episode though. And I remember the guy, you know, talking about it or whatever. Uh, God, I've collected so many stories too. The only thing about Black Mass, I mean, like the, 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 when you're driving and it's enveloped, I had one story from someone that, that, that saw something like that. And here it is right here, folks. I'm going to say this. I don't know. If you live in Flagstaff, you should probably move. <laughs> because I can't, what it is, I was telling you, Nelly, remember? I was like, what is it with all these flagstaff like what is wrong with that place i mean i've seen i've heard dog man i've heard giant lizard uh haunted hotel story where someone was literally attacked violently and thrown against a wall by an angry spirit wow uh, a researcher a person that we know that's like a, a researcher i'm not going to give their name but they're in one of the groups and they they were doing an investigation and something just grabbed them by their hair pulled them out of the bed and smacked them around and thrown them against wow. the wall and you know shout out to aunt Choate. It wasn't her. <laughs> it wasn't. I'm it wasn't, not implying. I'm just saying. Shut, and then they know, offered him a drink, and they're like, "Well, I don't mind if I do." And then they right. started drinking. It was. He just wanted. A, he just wanted a little nip. That's all it was. He just wanted to talk. But but that's not that's not what I was going to tell you. That this black mass story I got was just somebody that was driving into Flagstaff, and that when they were going in, into it, going towards it, they were actually going to go and 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 go to the Grand Canyon, I guess, or something. Or they or they were you know, and they were headed that way. And uh, the, I, I can't remember every detail of it, but it was, they said that they went through a black mass and it did the same thing, but it was like they, they could see like it was at dusk and they thought, wow, night is falling really quickly, you know? Wow. And all of a sudden it just got really dark and then it was like they came back out of it. I mean, nothing happened. I mean, they just, they came back out of it and it was still daylight and they were like what was that and, right. it, and there was no like storm clouds or anything it wasn't like it was about to storm or anything so you got to wonder what the heck it's that like was black sky yeah pretty much i mean they just like they went through it and then you know they, nothing happened you know like untoward they just see and I, I always wonder i always wonder if uh maybe the mass is uh concentrated energy because we used to see it at the house but it wasn't as large as people say they see on the highways where they have time slips because we used to see that black well, it wouldn't fit in our house <laughs> well of course right but we used to see like a black little cloud in our yeah, house like yeah, little... it was it would float around and, and that's not we're not joking i mean i remember one time uh at the at the old old you know where we were staying that house was like we, we had a christmas tree up a little bitty one you know and i remember like like one year I was coming out of my 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 hallway and and Squid was like coming he went was like walking right by going past me going into the hallway and I remember both of us just looking and we were like staring and we saw this what looked like black smoke kind of floating around the base of the Christmas tree and I was like what is that yeah, like the blackest smoke you ever seen in yeah, your life Yeah black 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 you know and so I was like what is that and then I walked up towards it and it uh and it and it uh like dissipated you know and that was it it was weird but the, I noticed what the, of course, the, the mass that people are talking about during the time slips are like massive big clouds that like completely engulf their car. Yeah, absolutely. And then they follow them for miles. They stay on top of them for like miles and that miles. That reminds me of what you told me, like the animals that 
run into a black cloud and they disappear. Yeah, people. Well, I got I can do a whole show on people seeing stuff like that. And then you know, like like uh, when we were talking w- with uh, David Weatherly, and he talked about these mammoths disappearing into the darkness. It was so weird. I mean, I you know I don't know what that is. I just I, I would say that just folks stay away from black stuff. How about that? Black mass, don't go towards it. Black widow, don't go towards. You don't need it. You don't need that in your life. You don't need that. Black belt in jujitsu, just let the guy alone. Okay, <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's just kind of a warning sign from nature too, especially if it's black and red. But, you probably oh, yeah. should just stay the heck black away. Black widow, from, black yeah. mamba. Yeah, things that are black and red are kind of a, a danger sign. There's but. a black uh, little black and red little f- frog. Yeah, little poisonous oh, yeah. frog, poison dart frog. All right, folks. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. I thank Chief for coming on, Nelly for for coming on. Y'all did a good job together. Y'all equaled Mushu, which oh. wasn't shouldn't be hard to do anyway. But you know. the Moosh. <laughs> I'm over here keeping his seat warm. I'm just playing. So, folks, uh, that's all the time we have for tonight. From everybody from the PRT team and the roundtable, uh, we're going to send a shout out to uh, all of our people from our groups, all the people who subscribe, all the people who listen. Everybody out there, try to stay off of spaceships. Try to stay out of the trees where the Bigfoots are jumping out of. Try to stay out of the woods where the dogmen are chasing you. Stay out of the water where stuff's grabbing you. No whistling at the Lachusa. Don't whistle at Lachusa. Okay? Good night.